Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And Ori, have you seen what's in the news lately about Ferrari? Mate, I cannot believe that in this day and age there are still barn fines, Mick. And we're talking in Australia, in New South Wales, a 330GT V12 1969, Mick. 67, I think they're saying it's a 67. 38 of of them built. One of Enzo's favourite cars, and apparently he used it as a daily driver. But Mick, 38 in the world, and we have got one in Australia that has not been touched since 1974. Okay. Now, that that is amazing. Now, in terms of the number, though, we've got to be careful about that, because that's actually, we're talking about right-hand drive. 38 right-hand drive cars produced, and this is one of those 38. That's unreal, isn't it? In a in a house that's I'm I'm I'm, 19, I'm excited because I'm 1974 Mick, so I'm 47 years it has not been seen the light of day was behind a brick wall, they found it. When they say they found it, what happened is that the news a story deceased estate deceased estate the husband had passed away and the wife thought you know we better sell it had no idea what the value might be of the car. But it is, is in pretty good, you know, barn fine condition. Yep, it's the series, apparently the first of the series two made. So uh, if people know the 330 GT, they had the two twin lights, uh, which not many people like. So the series one. Uh, so is this the of, Queen Mary, Mick? No, the Queen Mary was before that. Okay. So this is the 330 GT that came after, which is the 2 plus 2 that came after the 250 GTE. Right. Okay. okay, so this came out with uh, better brakes and, you know, bigger engine and, and things like that. But, so. but it got me – the few things got me going when I read the article and I saw the news story. They are not going to modify – they're not going to touch the car. They're going to leave it in an original with the dust on condition. Would we do that, Mick, if we well, found a barn Well, you know, fine? that's one news story, but I've, I've read another one that the, the person that's bought it is actually going to do a full restoration on it. Okay, so now, that's what I would do if I bought it. But there was one, this article that I read said, no, we're going to keep the dust. People pay more for the dust. It's worth more keep with the original as it dust is. as is. And it got me thinking, if I'm to find a 246 GT barn fine, I mean, that also got me thinking, how many more barn finds are there in oh. the world or in Australia? Who knows? I mean, they well, always keep talking about these barn finds and you're wondering whether some of them are actually really barn finds or not. Because you would think in this day and age, people know the value of what's in, you know, with kids and grandkids and Instagram and social media and everything that's happening in the world, you know what these rare cars are worth. You'd think so. You can Google it and you get a rough idea of things. Correct. Uh, but so, of course, I mean, you know, is it legitimate? Has it got all the matching numbers? You know, what sort of patina has it got? Is it worth bringing, you know, leaving it as it is with the, the dust and things like that? So what would you do? This is your 330 GT. You've just bought it. Well, uh, look, I've had the pleasure of driving a 330 GT. It is a, it is a GT. It's a big, it's a big car. It's a big car. It's quite bulky. You sit in it. It's like a lounge chair. It is really a cruising type long distance car. Um, it's not one you really want to throw around. It's not you know one. That, it was never built for that. Though. It was never built for that. You know, uh, granted the the rear back seats are very very spacious, very good. But again, you know what, what would I do with it? It's a, it's a good question. You'd at least if the patina and the you know the original condition as it is from the barn find. If the patina's reasonable, then you could just get it mechanically going properly, like you'd have the suspension bushes and the engine would have to be probably 
tweaked or rebuilt or, or whatever to get it going properly, you know, any of the rubber seals and joints. And that all have to be changed. You know, and just drive it as it is. Now, you know, would I be happy about that? I mean, knowing what I'm doing with my blue Dino, I'm really enjoying how good that's coming out. Yeah. So, and I know everything's, you know, let's say immaculate on it. You know, would I like something like that, a 330 GT, that's not real good? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I see what you've done with your car, and I've seen a lot of rest, you know, nut and bolt restorations uh, all over the internet and saw the one that uh, our technician did with that beautiful Dino 246. I think I want, well, I want that. I want that perf- back to perfection, back as it left the factory. Because the funny thing is, when you think of this car, 1967, it was then put in the garage in 1974, Mick. That's only seven years old. It's only seven years old. Yeah. Right? Seven years old. Wouldn't have done much work. The paint is original paint, if you read the article. So, yes, it's going to have that patina with the dust and whatever. I would – the paint is something I'm a bit like you. If it was still original, would I want to touch it too much? Most probably not. Maybe gloss it or maybe you know, just shine it, buff it, make it look nice. But everything else, engine, interior, I'd want it looking schmick. Yeah. So – in what condition would you have it that you wouldn't touch it? I mean, this one here, for example, this one was in, let's say it was in the barn. It'd have some rust. I mean, would it have rust? I uh, don't know. Possibly. Right? If it's in a dry condition, it may be, maybe not. So would you want to get rid of that rust? I would. Well, I think the rust you'd have to get you have rid of to. it. You know, especially if it's structural rust in the chassis or that. But, you know, the, the panels is probably not as critical. Uh, but why is it in a barn anyway? Why wasn't it not driven? What yeah. fault did it have for it to be in there? Yeah. Yeah. Someone get just sick of driving it? Did there was it a health reason? All sorts of reasons, you know. So you certainly have to check it out properly before you could actually even start the thing, as we you know as we've talked about before. Yeah, I can't remember if the article said if it had the original books and stuff still in their toolkit books because you'd think you know in those days and I probably left everything in the car. Oh, for sure, I think it'd be in there. You know, I'd so say you'd and, you know, long, long as the mice haven't you know eaten it out. So things like that, you know. I want it back to original as much as I can, but also maintaining the era that it was found. I get that. I'm a bit different. I don't think I would leave it. No, there yeah, you go. I look, wouldn't leave it. I've seen them where they uh, the patina's gone a bit wild, in other words, not very good, and people drive them and think that's okay, but I'm not sure I'd be happy with that either. You know, to see uh, paint that's probably cracked and, you know, the rims that are not quite, quite right. I, I'm not saying it has to be 100%. But like what you said, Ori, if the paint was, you know, let's say 80%, 70% decent, then you could probably clear coat it and leave it as it is. That's it. Yeah. You know, and uh, just drive around. But you'd have to get it mechanically going properly. But see, for me, and there's two different trains of thought. If I'm buying this car because I just want it in my collection of cars, I actually may, may leave it as it is mechanically and visually. And give it to a museum to put on display. And not do anything And not it. do anything to it and just say, barn fine, 19, you know, 2021 barn fine from 19, you know, 74, 1967 car, blah, blah, blah. That's how I'd advertise it. If I didn't, if it's now me personally, I want to drive, I want to enjoy it. Also, some driving history here. I then would restore it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good point you make because if someone's buying it for – his collection or her collection, then you would probably leave it as it is. That's right. Because if you're going to completely restore it, 
you might as well buy a cheaper one and restore it rather than buy one of these and restore it. It would have got a high, such a high price because of the originality and it not being touched for so long. Correct. So you probably are better off if you're talking about collectability, which we don't often talk about. No. But if you talked about collectability, it might be one that you don't do anything to it. Yeah, correct. You know, correct. The again, I think you'd still want it to be able to drive. You would want to be able to start it and move it at least or something. I don't know, but it just seems odd that you know you've got this piece of art uh, that's normally drivable that you're just going to look at. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's another thought. Do you send it back to Marinello? Well, that's a point too. You can go to the Ferrari Classic department and they can do a full restoration right. back to original. How good would that be? That that would be something, but we're talking mega dollars. That's mega dollars. But, but you know, when you're buying a car like this, if you're able to buy a vehicle like this, you're spending quite, you know, a large amount of money also. So you've obviously got the availability or the ability to afford to send it back. Maybe that's an option. But it was never really, I mean, the 330 GT, you know, I'm sort of, this is my own opinion, it was never really like, you know, the equivalent 275 GT. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was... It's not a 250, it's it's not a 275, it's not a Daytona, it's not a... Yeah, so... and it was a bigger car, you know, that so then, you know, after that they sort of tried to make them a bit smaller and they made them for the American market as well. So that was an Australian delivered car? No, he purchased in Europe. This is a left-hand drive. Left-hand drive. So, it's not a, a, oh, so, it's, so 38 cars made right-hand drive though, you said? Oh, but wait a sec. He bought it in Europe and as a... Right-hand drive as car. As a right-hand drive Yeah, car. no, it was one of 38 right-hand drive. That's what the uh, article no, said. No, they talk about one of 35 or 36 Okay, right-hand, drive. right-hand drives. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how many actually got delivered in Australia. Well, the one uh, I drove was a right-hand drive delivered, Australian delivered, the so, one I drove here. Because that's what makes it unique and more rarer also. I mean, if that's, I don't know, one of four delivered in Australia. Yeah, wow. but then again, I mean, if uh, the person in Europe's buying it, and it's right-hand drive because he's in London or whatever. It doesn't really matter whether it's delivered to Australia or to Europe or to England. True, but yeah, true. But it hasn't been, yeah, it hasn't moved around markets much. So, I mean, it got delivered one owner because I think it's a it's a one owner car. Well, I think it's uh, yeah, it was well, it was purchased in 1974 by this person that uh, ended up se- you know selling it so 74 to, from 67 to 74 it wouldn't have been it would have been owners. at least a second owner okay so two but owners. either way i mean it, it's something it's interesting you know when you talk about all this keeping it original restoring it patina it's it's a whole new world of what to do really i love watching those car shows and as you do too and the amount of barn finds in Europe, in America, I mean, they're still, you know, finding these old classic cars. I, just, I could not believe, though, an old classic Ferrari was here in Australia. I, I can't believe it. Yeah, especially one like that. But there are a few 330 GTs in Australia. Yeah. There's, there's a few. Uh, the thing is with these cars, because of the, the values going up and up and up, ones that weren't getting restored are now getting restored. Yeah. So some, you know, that we're talking about are in the desert or wherever, you know, they they resurrecting them. Yeah. The thing I think what this will do for three, and I agree with the three thirty GT comment that you know it wasn't, it's not an overly popular vehicle. It's bigger vehicle. It's completely different. Yes, V twelve, but something like this, me having just been found sold, 
I think will raise the value of all 330 GTs. No doubt. I agree 100% with that. And so all of a sudden, people that have got these in their sheds or thinking of selling them, all of a sudden, they've just automatically increased the value of their vehicles that's because right. of the sale of this vehicle. Yep. The snowball effect. There's no it's doubt. It's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you that, you know, it's uh, artificially probably inflated because of of this one find and that's the same with you know a restored car you know you completely restore like that dino 246 that it got restored in in italy uh that was for sale yep. you know it was double at the price of any other one and yeah, you know because it's because it was restored by from the it, factory yeah. so Let's that's see. probably raised the bar for all the others you know th- this interests me though because that one there was restored by the factory it's got all the classic documentation you can actually take delivery of it in Mod- in Marinello, you fly over and take delivery of it off the line now that it's finished. I've been looking at 246s, as you know, and there was a couple of barn finds that you know a few years ago that happened, and one in Australia, that gold one, if Correct. you remember, that champagne-coloured one, that was in Melbourne, Victoria. There's a couple for sale at the moment, re- both restored. One's classiqued, one's not, but the classique one was a couple hundred thousand pounds cheaper. Is that right? So why would that be? I thought Classique would always be more expensive. Well, then you've got to look at the model, the particular models. With the 246, they bought out an L and an M and a E E or whatever it is. And also, is one of them a chairs and flares? Or one of them got more provenance for some for but, some reason? But see, I thought Classiqueing your car would up the value. Well, I'd think so. Yeah, so. I'd think so. Yeah, but if the other one that's higher value might be a chairs and flares compared to the standard one. So the classic one might be a standard one. Yeah. So, you know, it depends. And it depends who owned it previously too. You know, you get the Steve McQueen car that's worth, I don't know how much more because Because Steve McQueen or or James Dean or, you know. So, uh, and I'm not sure why that really matters, but. Yeah, no, no, provenance of who owned it. I get that. Um, So my question to you is then, with your 77 which is going to be immaculate, as I've said in the past episodes. Don't build it up too much, please, Ori. But anyway. Mick, it is the best 308 GT4. I'm going to say in this country, definitely. Could be well, hashtag globally. Yeah, and, we'll worry about right? that. When you see it at Pebble Beach, people come up and have a look at this be- beautiful blue metalizzato. Easy, Dino. easy, Ori. Would you get that classique? Because now's the time, right? Now is the time. Oh, you, look, it, I, I'm really not sure because I, I'm looking so forward to finishing it off and it's getting really close. The suspension's gone on and uh, so it'll be rolling in the next few days. Look, I, I really don't know, but one of the things I do know and I'm trying to convince myself that I want to make sure that it still, that it still drives and I drive it. I don't want it to be a show queen. Okay, I'm with you on that. Tick, you're going to do that. And I know you love to do use your vehicles. And that's one great thing about you and owning these luxury cars. My question is to you, though. Before you do that, there's an opportunity to go and get Concourse Platinum and Classique authorization ticked off, and you can use it. Yeah. Well, got that, a, that's true. But I mean, even... It, I just think, to have that Classique book me. Well, I think it, with Classique and even with uh, Platinum, it doesn't mean you can't drive them. That's right. So right. you can still drive them and still get classique and still get platinum or whatever. Look, I'm going to play that by ear after the event. I'm not going to uh, when I say after the event. After I get it, back can't leave it too long, me. You know, uh, well, I've got to get the car finished first. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I so agree. you know, it's um, 
don't know how we digress to from the yeah. 330 GT barn find no, to but mine. It's just thing, because if I own that, maybe I'd want to go get a classique. Maybe I would take it back to the factory, something like this. Well, in terms of what I've done or doing with my Dino 77, I really, really do like the idea of getting a car back to as if it went come out of the factory. Mick, this is the closest thing you've got to buying a brand new Ferrari. Correct. That's it. Correct. There's no other way to say it because when you look at the parts, and there's going to be photos and Mick will put it up on another podcast when we talk about the 308 GD4 restoration, but when you see those photos, when you see it in real life, this is a brand new car. Yeah, it's the, got no speck of dust. The photos don't really do it justice. I mean, looking at it in real life compared to the photos, it is it is fantastic. So, you know, this yeah. is the time to really appraise it, you know, really enjoy it, do all the photos, all the – I said, classique, we're doing it, concourse, we're doing it. Mick, yeah, well, we'll Then see. we can enjoy it. We'll see. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it after that. No, no, but even even during doing, doing that, I think we can. Because you're not going to sell it anyhow. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not, not for sale. It's not made right. for that. It's, it's not made for sale. It's not made to make money. We're not doing it for investment. We're not doing it for any of that. I'm just saying, you know what? Here's the documentation of a car fully restored, nut and bolt, and here's the classic documentation backing it up. That's great. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does excite me a bit. I must admit. But anyway, all we'll right. See. So with barn finds, there's a lot of choices to make on what you do with it. Keep it as a barn find. The patina, the redoing it, restoration, full restoration, part restoration, you know, all sorts of things. And even, uh, you know, if you talk about Concourse and Pebble Beach, they have a variety of categories, categories you yeah. know, like original, patina, uh, and, and there's people that have put fake patina on stuff, you know, uh, which is, you know, to really – look older than what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think, you know, that's taken it a bit far. I don't know. Um, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this 330 GT, what they really do with it and uh, and what it comes out as. Yeah, right. I can't wait. And like I said, if anyone's got a barn that they haven't visited for a while, just let Go us know. Go and have a look because you never no, know. Exactly right. You never know. Call Mick and Ori and we'll come and have a look for you. Yeah, thanks, Ori. We're going to leave it there. As usual, you can catch us on mickandori at gmail.com. And also look at our Instagram page and YouTube. And um, as always... Remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.